You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, I remember 15 years ago this day, I suppose many of you do too, where you were when you got the news that the planes crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. I had just begun seminary. We were there uh, September, so our first month of our first semester, and I remember walking to the student commons. Uh, we had about half an hour before chapel started, and so we would go and get a cup of coffee and play foosball, which is what I did most of the time at seminary. <laughs> and I remember walking in uh, towards the student commons, me and a friend of mine, uh, Brian Ketchemeyer, pastor now, and we passed another friend of ours, John, and he was wearing a white shirt and a tie, and I remember making a joke. You're dressed like a Mormon missionary. Just stone said, go watch the TV. We looked at each other and we walked into the commons and we walked in. It was normally a ruckus, you know. People shouting and hollering and talking. And that day it was silent. And everyone was gathered around the television. Professors, students, all of us, watching the first tower up in flames. And we were there watching it together as the second plane crashed into the second tower. And we watched the news trying to sort out what was going on and giving the report of all of these things and trying to figure out what was happening. And the bell rang for chapel. And we didn't know what to do. We didn't want to leave, but the bell was ringing for chapel and we were seminarians. You're not supposed to skip chapel for the TV, no matter what's on. And I, think I remember one of the professors said, let's go pray. So we all together walked over into the chapel and gathered there to hear the Lord's Word. And I remember it was uh, Dr. Winthy was the president of the, of the seminary. He wasn't scheduled to preach or say anything that day. But he stood up before the chapel service began. And he gave a little meditation, a little homily. Right in the middle of all of this confusion. And he asked the question, what should we do? What now? The very immediate question, should we cancel class and go home? It was a much broader question. Should we all quit the seminary and enlist in the military or what? And Dr. Winthy that morning told all of us, staff, professors, pastors, seminarians, he said something like this. This, gentlemen, is why you, this is why you are learning Greek and Hebrew and church history and dogmatic theology. This is why you stay up late doing your homework. Why you wake up early and come to chapel. Why you work at night to pay the bills so that you can be here in class. So that you can learn to preach Christ to a dying world. So that you can preach life to a world that is rushing towards the grave so that you can bring baptism to a world that is set on fire. 
And so that you can feed with the Lord's body and blood people who are starving for forgiveness. So yes, he said, you still have to go to class. (laughs) You still have to do your homework. You still have to be ordained and become pastors so that you can stand in the pulpit of the Lord's churches and preach Jesus. His name. His victory. His joy and His peace. So we have the text this morning. Jesus walks into Nain with His disciples and a crowd and He finds another crowd coming out of the city, a funeral procession. Here's a widow with her dead son. She'd already buried her husband. She's going to put him in the ground. And Jesus stands there in front of this funeral procession, in front of the casket, and He puts His hand out and He stops it And he says this, Young man, I say to you, Arise. Arise. And the man wakes up. Jesus speaks, and His Word, life. I think we're so worried about death. And we're so worried about dying. In a lot of ways, we define the tragedy of 11 by the people who lost their lives that day. And when we think of the big problems of the world, we think, do we not, of the things that kill us? Disease, and violence, and trouble. When we imagine what the greatest sin is, we think about murder and violence and the ending of life. And all this is fine. I mean, death is bad. Death is the enemy. And death is the punishment for sin, as Paul reminds us. The wages of sin is death. In fact, death is not something that we're supposed to get used to as we're taught in the world. Something that we're supposed to come to grips with or to get over. Jesus doesn't like death. He doesn't come to grips with it. And you're not supposed to like it either because, after all, we are not supposed to die. But Jesus does not look at death as a big deal. He handles it. He defeats it. He takes care of it. He takes all the trouble. So when the man is there in the casket and everyone around sees death and the grave, Jesus only sees him sleeping. And He says to him, Wake up. And the man is awake. That's it. That's all it takes. Jesus can wake the easier than the rooster can wake those who are asleep. <laughs> Listen, Jesus can wake you from death easier than your alarm woke you this morning. Here's how he says it in John chapter 5, the words of Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. 
As the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. The dead will hear. The dead will live. And the dead in Christ will enter into life eternal. Confessed it when we said a few minutes ago, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, which is to say, I believe that death has been destroyed, that Christ is our life, and He gives us His life as a free and undeserved gift. Now, the real trouble with death is that our own dying is what stands between us and eternal judgment. It's not the dying that's the problem. It's the judgment that follows death. Hebrews reminds us this. Remember Hebrews chapter 9? It is appointed for man once to die, and after that comes the judgment. Now, the judgment is the fearful thing. We are all sinners. Fallen, corrupt, worthy of condemnation, fit for hell itself. But Jesus has suffered all of this already. He bore our sins and carried our sorrows. This was the business of Good Friday, the business of the cross, Jesus suffering in our place. So now, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, no fear of judgment. And therefore, no fear of death. Here's the picture. Now, you've heard this picture before, but until I think of a better illustration, this is what you get. (laughs) Imagine that we're all here in church, listening to the sermon, and in through the back door, a bee flies. And this is not a normal bee, it's a huge bee, the size of a toaster. (laughs) A nine-inch stinger. And for the sake of illustration, it's conveniently labeled. It says on the side of the bee, death. And on the stinger, it says, sin. And the poison dripping out even has a a label on it. It says, the law. That's how Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Now, this raging bee flies in here, and it also so happens that we're all allergic to bees in the story. And there would be chaos. I mean, no matter how good the sermon was, all of you would be ducking under the pews or hiding behind Pastor Flammy or running for the doors. But into this mess walks Jesus. And instead of running and hiding from this bee, He walks right up to this bee and He gives this bee His hands and His feet and His side. He's stung. And he dies. And what happens to the bee? You know what happens to a bee after it stings you, right? The stinger falls out. There's no more poison. It is now like an extra large... Annoying, but not dangerous. And soon it will die. So Paul preaches, death is swallowed up in victory. 
Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death? What of it? If Jesus doesn't return first, all of us will go and face death. It is the way of all flesh. We will all die. What of it? Jesus will stand on the earth. And He will call you out of the grave. You will hear His voice. And you will be awake forever. I'm not sure how today the world and our nation and you and your neighborhoods and your families will remember the events of 9-11. I don't know all the things that we will hear on the news and the radio, but here in Christ's church, we remember Christ. His death. His resurrection. And even more than this, Jesus remembers us. In life and death, He remembers us and He forgives our sins and He keeps us through death to life everlasting. Jesus brings brings life to this dying world and He brings life to us. Amen. Laugh to scorn the gloomy grave and at death no longer tremble. He, the Lord who came to save, will at last His own assemble. They will go the Lord to meet, treading death beneath their feet. Amen. The God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and your mind, Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.